The world is your ship, not your home. Those words of St. Therese of Lisieux came to mind when I reflected upon our readings this Sunday morning. The world is your ship, not your home. Our readings are rather foreboding. Just take the very first lesson of our Lord in the Gospel. The days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. This world, beautiful and good as it is, since it comes from the hands of a beautiful and good creator, this world, everything that he has made, is passing. It's temporary. Which is a simple truth, but one that we easily forget because we get very comfortable in this good and beautiful world that God has made. And oftentimes we spend a great deal of our energy looking for ways to make our lives even more comfortable and pleasant in this world. And yet always looming is the end of our own personal journey of life. And, as the readings in particular remind us, the end of the world itself, which is passing. These are the sorts of things the church invites us to ponder this time of year as the the leaves die out and fall from the trees, as the days grow shorter and the nights longer, as the warmth of summer disappears in a flash and turns into winter as it has (laughs) this weekend. So too the annual cycle of the church's liturgical year is quickly coming to an end. Next week, we'll celebrate the Feast of Christ the King, and then after that, a new liturgical year begins with the season of Advent. And so it is that at this time of the year, when the church's year comes to an end, Mother Church invites us to ponder the last things, which may all seem rather depressing. We don't like to think about things like death and the destruction of the whole cosmos, but there is really if we are open to it, a profound grace in this invitation of the church. It is the grace of truth. This truth that we like to avoid or even deny that doesn't make it any less true that the world is our ship, not our home. And no matter how long or short the journey may be across the waters of this life, the journey reaches an end. But I say that truth is a grace because every journey we go on is oriented towards some place we desire to be. And so it is with the journey of our lives. If we turn our lives over to Christ, the one who teaches us, I am the way. If we give our lives over to him who is the way, if we surrender ourselves to him, if we welcome the way that he teaches us to live our lives, the way that St. Paul lived his life and that he exhorted the Thessalonians today to imitate what they saw in him. If we turn our lives over to Christ, the the boat, the ship of this life will lead us to glory, peace, happiness, 
perfect love, unending bliss, heaven, our true home, the place where we're created to live forever. Of course, that means that we have to be careful not to get too comfortable here on our ship, not to become too attached to the good things of this world. It calls for detachment, which typically happens through self-denial, penance, fasting, mortification. But you see, the fruit of that, the fruit of working against attachments to the things of this world is that it keeps our hearts free. We aren't burdened by a lot of luggage, if you will, that we have to drag with us on the journey. And it leaves our hearts free to disembark from the ship quickly and with joy whenever our journey comes to an end. You all are sitting in the part of the church that is called the nave. You kind of hear a cognate there with the word navy, right? It's a, it's a naval term. When we come into the church, we're reminded of this reality, that we're on a boat. One of the things that intrigues me about our church in particular, the, the windows that are, look like portals on the boat, don't they? And there's even water at the bottom of them. Just looking at our church building, walking into this space, reminds us of this truth, that this world is our ship. And when we come here into this place, our regular participation in Holy Mass is this opportunity to be reminded again and again, week after week of this truth. And not only to be reminded of the truth that our life on earth is a journey, a pilgrimage to an end, to another place, but to be nourished by our Lord with the truth of his saving word and to be strengthened by the perfect food of the Holy Eucharist to sustain us on our journey and to keep us focused on the goal. That's why Mass is our duty and our salvation. We pray that every week, every day in the preface before the Eucharistic prayer. It is right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. You see, we have a duty to be here every Sunday because here the Lord carries out the work in us of our salvation. Here the Lord desires to save us from our sin, from those attachments that keep us from making speedy progress towards our true home. He purifies us. He frees our hearts from the attachments to the comforts of this world. Those things that keep us from pressing on to eternal life. So let us hear not only doom and gloom in the sobering words of sacred scripture today. But let's hear in them also a promise. An invitation to true Christian hope. Hope is the virtue that habitually makes our minds and our hearts focus on the true end for which we're made. And hope is the virtue that habitually leads us to trust in the Lord, 
to give us every grace we need to follow the way that he is, the only way that leads to a true home, an eternal home. The world is thy ship, not thy home. With gratitude for the truth of these words, let's offer this morning the perfect sacrifice of thanksgiving, which is our duty and our salvation. St. Patrick, pray for us.